At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I think I'm gonna make this a bonus. Or should I make it episode 13? No, I'll make it a bonus. <laughs> All right. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back to Cozy Womb Podcast. My name is Shan. And today I wanted to talk about parents and the need that needs to happen with them getting over that ego and that pride. Because your kids are not going to be small kids forever. They're going to grow up. Parents yelling, being petty and spiteful to each other only robs that child that is shared of peace. Time with the mom, time with the dad. Parenting is about including yourself, but also getting over yourself in the process. A lot of men and women aren't ready for that. And that's truth. I don't care how you feel. Because I haven't always had the most um, cordial respectful back and forth with my children's fathers. But now it's either it's respectful or we don't speak. So until you deal with your child trauma, if you have any, or your expectations, you probably won't make it past infants without an issue, toddler stage, without an issue, elementary stage without your child seeing you argue you have back and forth long texts phone calls all hours of the night pop-ups at each other's homes or places of work and maybe even family court visits so if that's something you don't want to do let's talk about checking that ego and that pride It's amazing to me how you could be around a person for over a decade and when they become a parent, you experience them on a completely different level that makes that parent look very ugly. And so today I want to talk about the controlling behavior, the stalling when you need to do what you need to do for a reaction out of the other parent, the empty promises, TPOs being given in family court, child support, feeling the need that you have to prove yourself as a parent every time, sharing time, de-escalating issues. I want to talk about parents who fight to get the communication across, parents who leave to not have to communicate, and parents who avoid things that need to be talked about and dealt with to move forward That doesn't help you as a parent and does not help your child. So that ego and that pride is something that has to be healthy when you're parenting. Because when it's not healthy, it backfires in this rotation of drama that you don't need, the dad doesn't need, 
and that child does not need. And society is tired of seeing it. Society is tired of your Facebook posts. Society is tired of the video clips, the TikToks, and the tweets. Handle your family business privately because once you have a child with another adult, y'all are family because y'all are related through one child or two or a few because some of y'all keep repeating repeating and hoping the changes are going to magically happen without work and that's not how it works welcome to cozy one podcast because i'm gonna talk about it okay so in the beginning let's have the genesis of it in the beginning um i had anya first anya's my oldest she's 10 years old and me and her father's relationship before we had her was very short-lived. I was grieving and I was avoiding um, what was going on in my life. And it was just like, I wanted to have fun. Fast forward, we made Anya. In my mind, I had no intentions of making our relationship work. And if he wasn't going to be fully involved and invested, I would rather him not be in the picture. That's how I was looking at it very selfish, very one-sided, and very ignorant to what it takes to raise a child. So the whole time, even before I had Anya, he was lacking. And so I really took on the 100% of the parenting for Anya. My mom took it on. My friends around me took it on. uh, And we raised Anya. Anya has never been solely at her dad's house. Anya has never been solely um, around her dad's family. Um, He's not consistently in her life 10 years later. Uh, He's very inconsistent, um, only been there for one birthday. And I can't count on him still for... Any way that a father should show up in their daughter's life, I cannot count on him. Um, so do what you will with that, right? And so, yeah, there there has been back and forth texts. There has been pop-ups at my house when I'm working and my mom lets him come and take pictures with Anya for his Facebook. And he leaves after he'd been in town for a week and he only gives Anya an hour. Um, there's been meetups at restaurants, uh, there's been some money thrown here so you can get her X, Y, and Z. Doesn't really help me. Doesn't go a long way. I can't count on it. Um, so I've been Anya's mom and trying to figure out how I can be her dad too. And the reality is I can't. Uh, Ari's dad, before we had Ari, has been around for Anya since she was three months. Um, helping me with her uh you know hanging with her being that father figure with her uh taking me to doctor's appointments with her um grocery stores whatever i needed to to do um very helpful um didn't have to you know and still to this day i would say anya's dad and me we don't have yelling matches back back and forth because 
I'm more aware and more mature and wiser enough to know where to put my energy. And you cannot, and I'm going to say this to anybody, you cannot make a man be a father if he doesn't want to, or he doesn't want to learn how to, or he doesn't want to try to. And Anya's 10 years old, has never had a uh, Merry Christmas from her dad, um, has never had a call where first thing in the morning he's calling her for her birthday. Um, I Honestly, the last time Anya spoke to her dad was probably a little bit after her birthday. No gift, no present. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that because it's super important, but the acknowledgement of your child is very important. The consistency with your child, boy or girl, is very important. And every time Anya gets older and every year, I can see a little bit of her hope where her dad just breaking off. You know what I'm saying? And it's the saddest thing to see, but as a mom, I have to own the fact that that was my decision to have a child with this man. Um, not being around him enough or not giving him the space enough to grow into the man he needed to become for me to make that decision on if I wanted to have a child with him. Okay, and there's a lot of women who make a decision to have children with the man who wasn't in the mind frame or um, mature enough to handle that level of importance in his life before we made that decision. So here I am. And so I don't have to yell at him. I don't have to blow up his phone. I don't have to pop up. I don't have to call his family to figure out where he's at. I'm not going to keep asking him to send money for her uniforms. I'm not going to call him whenever I'm mad and I have to sit back and think about how Anya needs this and Anya needs that and I always have to do it. I just do it. I'm the one that makes sure Anya goes to her doctors. I'm the one that makes sure Anya eats. I'm the one that makes sure Anya's on honor roll. I'm the one that makes sure Anya has the uh, supplies that she needs for her projects. I'm the one that makes sure Anya's comfortable. I'm the one that makes sure all the utilities in the house are good. Uh, she has a house. She has clothes on her back. Her shoe fit. She has options. I'm it for her. People that love me and care about me and my friends, they help me with Anya. My family helps me with Anya. I can't say that for her dad or his side of the family. Okay? And that's how it's always been. So I tried, um, well, he put himself on child support uh, when she was three months, never paid it. I think it got up to $29,000 eventually um, between Philadelphia uh, Child Support and Georgia. They just dropped the case because he never paid it. They couldn't find the address for him. Um, 
I didn't hire a lawyer to go find where he is. All the jobs that he ever had, he worked under the table. So there was nothing to pick up. I can't tell you when was the last time this man paid taxes. So he has never paid his child support. Um, And that's just where I am with that. For Ari's dad, um, I met Ari's dad when I was 18. Um, He's seven years older than me. Uh, we were cool. We were friends. We started a relationship that should never have been started on his side because he's one that lied to me about his his situation. And um, once I figured out the manipulation in the situation and I was over um, the lies a little and I realized that the relationship I thought I had, I would never have with him because of his character. Um, I didn't look at him as, uh, this is something that I have to make work or should work or is meant to be. And so, um, in high school, not high school, <laughs> in uh, college, I, um, that's, it sort of fizzled out, you know? And then after I graduated college, I moved from Georgia, um, to Philadelphia, to start looking for work. He wanted me to stay in Georgia. He wanted to get an apartment. Sir, you're still in a relationship with your girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Everywhere you lived in Georgia, you've been with your girlfriend. Um, so just being that, being that relationship. So um, I had relationships after him, um, but I was never like 100% like, I have to make those relationships work because I just felt jaded by being 100% in a relationship with someone and it blowing up in my face. So um, those relationships didn't last. Um, I lived in New York for like six years. Um, then uh, my grandfather passed away. Um, the funeral, and then that's when I met Ari's Aya's dad, okay? So I moved back down here um, after I had Anya. And um, I got a house. My mom was here. And Anya, Ari's dad and I started talking again. Not like in relationship talking, but just like cool talking again. And so he was just in the picture. So fast forward. I felt like God was laughing at us and he was like, okay, so y'all just want to keep up with y'all, y'all thing here. And Ari came. That was a whole thing because I think Ari's dad was so comfortable with being able to have a separate life from his girlfriend and their child and me now, like you can't hide a kid. You know, saying she's here, she's a human being, she's growing, I'm going to give birth, he's going to be around. So that was a whole frustrating uh, situation and transition for him. I had postpartum, he had postpartum. So we were dealing. Um, he wasn't dealing with his frustrations and his responsibilities on my side well or her side. And he took his aggression out on me. 
and it just became a whole <clears throat> unnecessary situation. It got really negative, really bad, um, <clears throat> which led to a TPO, um, some charges, and to this day, he's still dealing with that. Uh, sometimes he has accountability for it, and sometimes... Um, what frustrates me the most is he'll bring it up jokingly and I don't feel like there's anything joking about it. And it gets really frustrating because it's kind of like you think he's growing, you think he's maturing and he's not. Um, but I will say Ari's dad has always been a great father. Um, that's one of the characteristics I liked about him the most. He was always a great dad to his daughter. Um, and now he has two daughters. And so he's always been a great dad. I can depend on him when he tells me he's going to do something, he does it. Um, sometimes he does for Anya and Ari, you know. And I do appreciate it because I know he doesn't have to. A lot of times I think he's scared to stand up as a man and say, you know, they're sisters, you know, I want to do something with both of them. And sometimes I think his girlfriend's a bit reluctant to it. And I understand her point of view too. But um, the whole back and forth and the cussing and the yelling and the avoiding and the spitefulness. I I dealt with that, you know? Um I've said things to him. He said things to me. Um but I've never put my hands on him. I can't say that about for him. Um but you know sometimes when you didn't grow up a certain way and you think certain things are okay, you think people just have to deal with it. And I think I'm the first woman in Ari's dad's life who put my foot down and set a boundary where I'm just like, that's not, that's not what I'm about to do over here. So there was a TPO. Um, he did miss out on a year of Ari's life. After that, I will say things got really good. Um... It wasn't an easy transition. Um, it was hard. I think sometimes he still gets upset about that in private, but he won't tell me about that. Um, but I say that to say, like, all the empty promises, I got that from Anya's dad. The child support, both of them were on it. I took Ari's dad off of child support because I saw that he was trying. It's just sometimes it gets really hard. Um, sharing time. I've never been like, I'm not, you're not going to see her about, you know, nothing legally. Yeah. The TPO was in order, but as far as you trying to control, you know, what's going on with me through a child, I dealt with that and I'm not going to put up with that. I would rather have things legally, um, you know, in writing, and have boundaries if I feel like somebody's going to overstep. So there's ways of dealing with people. You just have to learn what you can do when someone has to deal with someone. Right? You don't have to be spiteful. And I'll tell you more after these messages.
If you're looking for hoodies, sweatshirts, long sleeves, stickers, or even coffee mugs, aka tea mugs, because I don't know why they don't give tea that credit, check out the Cozy Womb Shop and support this podcast. Back to the show. Back to the show. We back. So I say this to say, like, I know maybe there's a mom of your child that's getting on your nerves. Or there's a father of your child that's getting on your nerves. We have to find the energy and the extra effort to stay cool. We have to figure out, okay, is this person safe? For my child, is this person level-headed for my child? Is this person enough, uh, mature enough to have my child without me being around? Reality speaking, yay or nay. And then if it's a no, then go to the park with the dad or with the mom. You know, go out to eat with the dad or with the mom. I've done it. Did I enjoy myself? No. Um, But... If I can compromise and meet them halfway with what's needed, I do it. If I need to come meet you so you can get your child for the weekend while I have her for the whole week, I'll do it because I love the fact that my children can share me and their fathers and we don't have to be under one roof. There's so many people trying to force. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer a positive relationship to happen when it's all negative intention just because they have a child trying to force it under one roof I never wanted that I watched my mom and dad try to do it it was horrible I only want my children to see positive relationships um at times when Ari was a baby and her dad was having tension with his girlfriend he would be like it's not good over here can you keep her and I'm just like cool why would I force him to keep Ari in that a lot of people are forcing people to keep their children in an unsafe environment or a a unhealthy environment just to say to be like I had her or I did my time let's be realistic this need um to have control over people through a child it doesn't translate well for the other parent um the friends that see you you're going to be looked at as being bitter or being mean um or spiteful and what does that benefit your child to try to control every little thing like there are times where um, <clears throat> I remember being pregnant with Aria and, uh, her dad's girlfriend calling me to talk to me for an hour to convince me to have an abortion because having Ari would hurt her children's feelings because she said 
the way that she explained it, she said, I've always told my children that, you know, if you have a child and uh, the dad is there and the mom is there, that's the right way to do it. And that's how it's going to work. If If you have your baby, then I'm going to look like a liar. No, you're not going to look like a liar. The reality is there's a lot of people in relationships for the wrong reasons. There's a lot of people playing house and thinking that's what's going to make it work. Me having Ari had nothing to do with her or her kids. Me having Ari was because I don't believe in aborting a child that didn't come from rape or um, incest or a, I was, I was drunk or I was intoxicated and I didn't even know I was pregnant. If it's not those three, I'm not having an abortion. I've never had an abortion. I know tons of women who have had abortions just because they were careless with their vagina. I wasn't careless with my vagina. I uh, had a relationship that I shouldn't have had with Ari's dad. And we created a baby. But I have always told Ari's dad since I was 18, if I ever get pregnant, not intentionally, or, you know, if that happens, I don't abort children like other women. That has never been in me. He's knew that since I was 18, okay? I am 36 years old. Ari is six years old, okay? A decade or so later, here we are. And... Now you wouldn't even think that phone call ever happened because Ari and his girlfriend have such a close relationship. Um, and Ari understands like that's not her mom. I understand that's not her mom, but I could be spiteful and be like, don't be having my baby call her mom or don't be having uh, Aria, make sure Aria calls her miss such and such. Or call her by her first name. They're not married, but she lives in his house. You know what I'm saying? She has um, her sister and uh, she has an older son. And they're close. And they don't treat Ari like an outsider. And I appreciate that because that could be my experience. And so a lot of people get really petty uh, when significant others are involved. And just like, don't be having... Uh, your your boyfriend cut my son's hair. Don't be having your girlfriend comb uh my daughter's hair. Listen, Ari's uh be coming here with her hair braided, uh curled, um toys, gifts, her nails painted. If his girlfriend wants to do that and he asks me, can she get this done? Uh is it okay? Yes. You know what I'm saying? But he asked me, like, we have a communication. So there's no petty back and forth. You know, I'm I'm not, nor will I ever be that mom. You know, I 
it's too much energy in a pointless place. And as parents, we have to realize, are we putting energy in pointless places with our children? Or can we do something positive with it? And how it is now is like, if Ari's not with her dad, we're not chopping it up. We're not talking throughout the day. We ain't on FaceTime. We're not going out to eat. We don't go to the movies. We don't uh, make vacation plans together. I'm not trying to go on no vacation with him. He's not trying to go on no vacation with me. You know, I wanted to get the girls' uh, passports uh, last year, and he didn't want me to get Ari's passport. So when I have a trip where I'm going out the country, Ari can't go. Does it suck that Ari can't go? Yeah. But the reality is he's on Ari's birth certificate. He has a say and Ari can't go unless he is okay with me getting her a passport. So many people blow up and make problems when the other parent, if they're involved, should have a decision. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just at this point where I want so much peace in my life that I'm going to allow people to have their fair space on making the decisions they want for their children if we share a child. As long as they're not harming my child, as long as they're not uh, manipulating my child, as long as my child feels safe, comfortable, and... I have access to my child. If there ever was an emergency and her dad could not bring her to me, I know exactly where her dad is, what's the house, the driveway, the address. I know how many rooms is in that house. I know where the back door is. Like, I'm not aloof to my access, but I'm not going to pop up at his house whenever I'm we're having a disagreement. I'm not going to blow up his phone. I'm not going to disrespect uh, his other children or his girlfriend and make a scene for his neighbors. And a lot of people don't know how to self-check themselves. You know? You got to do that in co-parenting. You got to do that. You got to get over your ego and your pride. I don't care who her dad's with. I don't care who... Anya's dad is with, as long as they're not doing nothing when he has Anya, I'm cool. That never fazed me. I don't, I don't care about what he's doing with his other kids' moms. That's none of my business. And a lot of us don't know how to focus. My focus is my girls and are their fathers in a position where they can be safe when they have them also. That's it. That's it. So I do a lot of self-checking. Uh, um, I don't allow their dads to make empty promises to me. If you can't do it, then you can't do it. Um, the reason I took Ari's dad off of child support was because we don't need an outside entity getting a cut off of money that can be going to our child just so you can help me support her bare minimum. Because it's bare minimum. Child support is bare minimum between both of our incomes. Right? So right now, would I like his help to be financially more? 
Absolutely. But right now, can he do financially more? No. So would I want to punish him because he can't do more financially and have him in jail and not let Ari not have access to her dad or have a relationship with her dad at all because I want more money? No. And that's how I look at it. A lot of people have a problem with men not paying child support. If a man is financially supporting the child with you the best way that they can, honestly, it's just greed beyond that point in my eyes, you know? And sharing time is very important to me. I put sharing time over finances, period. Because finances don't make you a man. Financially, if I couldn't uh, pay for anything, it doesn't make me a woman. You know? Uh, It doesn't make me more of a mom because I have money. It doesn't make him more of a dad because he has money. There's other value in people. And I need people to get back on that focus. When it comes to de-escalating issues, sometimes Ari's dad may say things out of anger, out of his frustration, and I just hang up. Not to be rude, but I'm not, that's not the energy I'm trying to have. And I'll text and be like, hey, I'm not trying to get that energy. When you're ready to talk, just text me. When you're ready to come pick her up, text me. I don't want to talk to you straight up like that. I don't have to cuss at him. I don't have to do nothing. And he know when he being out of line and he know when he being out of pocket. I don't even talk to Anya's dad long enough for him to get out of pocket with me about anything because you don't do anything. What could you possibly be mad at? You don't financially provide for her. You don't come see her. You don't give me clothes. You don't know any of her teachers. You don't ask. You don't know how she's doing academically. You don't know how her health is doing. Like, what could you possibly be mad at? You have a child that's able to have a great life without your help. Like, and that's why sometimes I'm just like, if God ever brought me back to earth in a different life make me a man because I promise you I'll be a great dad because I don't have to birth a kid I just have to financially emotionally mentally and physically support a child I got you do not fight in front of your children don't fight in front of your children verbally don't fight in front of your children emotionally Don't fight in front of your children physically because they're going to either think that is normal, that is not normal, and they never want to become a parent or they never want to have a significant other. And if you're married, you're going to make your child never want to be married. That's what my parents did. Now, if you talk to me next week, Wednesday, I'll probably be like, you know what? Marriage would look nice. But if you talk to me Thursday afternoon, be like, "Uh, I don't think so. And that's how it is for me still at 36. And I only had to witness my parents be married uh, eight years in the same home. And I think four years after they were going through their divorce and it was nasty. You know what I'm saying? So 
Don't teach your children how to how, how to emotionally fight. Don't teach your children how to uh, physically fight someone that you're related to. And don't teach your children how to um, fight with words in a nasty way because they're going to fight with people in life in a nasty way. And they're going to remember what you did. They're going to remember what you threw. They're going to remember what um, I think you did with dad. They're going to remember what dad did to mom. They're going to remember you throwing clothes out and the neighbors looking. That is traumatic. And that's why we keep seeing men and women repeat those cycles in the relationships today. And it translates on TV and it translates to movies. And we look like a joke to the other countries who do not conduct themselves in that manner. And so you have to check yourself. You have to check that ego and check that pride at the door. Having a child is no longer about you. It's about what can I do with the other parent to make sure that this child is better than me in this life that we brought them into. Because it's a two-part. It's a two-part thing. A lot on a mom, but it's a two-part thing. And you can't ask a dad to be involved when it's convenient just for a mom. And you can't expect a mom to be in the greatest mood with the greatest attitude when the effort is lopsided. A lot of fathers expect the mom to have this great attitude anytime they they show up late, they provide help late, um, or the help that they provide is not even adequate enough for her to do anything with. There's plenty of times where I need something for the girls or one of them or both of them, and I'm not getting help from neither one of them when I need it. And sometimes what needs to be paid turns into the, that amount plus $10 plus $30 because of a late fee. And Instead of me have that argument to explain to them, I know you're giving me this now, but it's pointless because X, Y, and Z, I'd be quiet. Because no matter what, Chantal's going to have to figure out how to do it herself. And I go through a lot of that. So a lot of times when men see women out here and they're not soft, like they explain, or they're not nice and gentle like other women it's because those other women have people showing up for them in a way where their mind can be at ease and most mothers do not have the support that they need to be able to provide a certain environment for their children and it gets frustrating because I had to tell my friend Larry I'm just like as a mom, sometimes when we respond and it sounds like we're already irritated, it's because our minds are never off. I think about stuff that has to be, get done, uh, where I have to be and what the girls need all the time. I wish I could wake up one day and not have to think about anybody but myself, but that's not the reality of it. 
I'm always thinking about what needs to be done today, what needs to be done next week. Do I have what it takes for it to get done? That is my mind. And until I have a husband where I can share that and feel like this person I can trust to help me, this is going to be my mind. You know what I'm saying? And um, I wish people could understand that. I wish people could understand that. And my nephew recently, um, uh, his daughter was just born. And I had to explain to him before his daughter was born that her attitude while she's pregnant has nothing to do with you. Okay? Um, Because a lot of men take that personally. um, And... We feel like prisoners most times in our bodies when we're pregnant because we have no control over those emotions, over those feelings, over that uncomfortability, over someone dictating what we can eat, how we can sleep, um, why we can't see our private for months. Like It's a out-of-body experience for real. Um. So I had to explain that to him and a lot of times I text him a lot. I check on him a lot because a lot of fathers get dismissed when there's a baby involved because a mom's mind is on a child, you know, and it's hard. And it's a constant reminder that, hey, I'm here and I'm a person. I need X, Y, and Z. And it's kind of hard to try to say that when there's a whole baby that can't do anything for yourself. So um, a lot of it, please get rid of the pride, get rid of the ego. You're going to waste time being angry. You're going to waste time being upset. You're going to waste time trying to be spiteful. You're going to waste time popping up, sending that long test message. Sometimes you just got to put the phone down. You got to pray. You got to walk around. You got to do some self-care and... Sometimes your your child's parents gonna have to be on email only. Anya's dad was on email only with me for three years. <laughs> I didn't want to hear his voice. He couldn't call me. I didn't want him to nobody to call him on three way. Not that because just I just couldn't understand how you see this beautiful child here. She's smart. She's goofy. Everybody loves to be around her and you're okay waking up and going to sleep and feeding yourself and clothing yourself and you don't know if she needs something. You don't care to call and that's the most frustrating part of it all for me. But check that ego, please. I hope this helps somebody. Thank you for checking out Cozy Moon Podcast. Peace. Bye. Bye. Psst, don't forget. If you're a podcaster and you're looking for some helpful workbooks to write in about podcasting, check out my books on shambypodden.com. They might help. All right. See you later. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.